Hello again, everybody, and welcome back. Man, come on inside. Watch your step as you make your way through the door. We just mopped the floors, too, so be careful about that. But grab yourself a chair and hang out with us for the next episode of the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and I have a riddle for everybody. So everybody out there listening, man, make sure you guys are paying attention. See if you can get the answer on this. Everybody in the studio, see if you can figure it out. What do these things have in common? The age that Jesus was baptized, the number of tracks on the Beatles' White Album, the minimum age to be a United States Senator, and my co-host, Chris Gray. What do those four things have in common? I'll give you a second. Do, do, do. And time's up. It's 30, everybody. Thanks. 30, and Chris is going to be 30 this coming Sunday. Chris, the birthday boy, Gray, how are you, sir? I'm feeling old <laughs> now. I wasn't before, but um, I don't know. You guys are looking at me like I'm joking, but... <laughs> Say goodbye to your 20s, buddy. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Um, you know, growing up is fun, right? It um, is, yeah. Lots of things to learn. Um, yeah. Just to so, make you feel worse, so you remember how quickly your 20s went by. The 30s are even worse. So just so you know that, right? <laughs> well, hey, we're back uh, with the Musicians Cafe. We're yeah. so glad everybody's joined us. Thank you for joining us out there in Radio Land or wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate you. Um, episode 43, uh, we're still kicking, aren't we? We are, and so happy about that. And man, I'm telling you, Chris, we got one of the coolest guys around, a guy that I remember from way back in the past. Man, I don't know when I met him first, but I know it was years ago playing some drums for or trying out for a band or something. I don't know what it was. But man, please, everybody, please welcome Marvin Ashby. Marvin, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Blessed to be here and honored to be part of your show tonight. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Y'all. Yeah, Brian kind of roped you in, didn't he? He <laughs> sure did. We, uh, we, we had an opening, and um, Brian's like, hey, I got this guy. And then, uh, sure enough, here comes yeah, Marvin. So, I uh, got to look into this guy. Um, incredible history, uh, especially here in Winchester, Winchester native. Um, James Wood boy for all you James Wood goers out there. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's going to be a great interview. We're excited for this episode. Uh, but, you know, before we get started, we have to check out what's going on this weekend in the music scene around Winchester. Oh, man, it's blowing up to you. The weather is getting warm. And check out this schedule, man. It's great. Uh, we're going to start off once again, like we always do, at the Tally Ho Theater on the 27th, which is actually tomorrow night, is Wigwam and American Jet Set, which I apologize. I really don't know too much about either one of those, but if they're at Tally Ho, I'm sure they're good. The 28th Friday night is Eagle Mania, and I have actually seen them before. They're a, a fantastic group. Have you ever seen them, Marvin? I have not. You have it? Oh, man, I'm Heard telling good you. things about oh, them. Oh, man, they're so good. They really put together a great show. And sort of laced together all the uh, great hits of the of the Eagles to make a nice evening. So go check that out. On the 29th, Saturday night, is the ELO Tribute Band. So that's pretty cool. The Electric Light Orchestra. I always have trouble saying that. But anyway, that'll be a lot of fun if you're a Jeff Lynn fan. Check that out. Hollywood Casino does not have any music this weekend. They do have Sarah Silverman. Chris, I know you know who she is, right? Uh, yeah, um, she, it's been a while since she's yeah. had like a special or anything, but, uh, yeah, I guess she still does comedy. She's I, very I funny. I was kind of yeah. surprised to see her name come up. Yeah. But. yeah, she's really cool. I'd, that would be a lot of fun to go see, but that's on Saturday. No, that's actually the 6th of May. Sorry. They don't have anything this weekend. The 6th of May is when she's there. Bear Chase Brewery on the 28th is Friday night is Gunner Heath. On Saturday is Scott Kurt, uh, is the early act. Juliet Lloyd finishes out the evening. And on the 30th, it's Ashley Chevalier, I think. 
I believe it is. Do you I, speak I, French? Yeah, I believe it is. Ah. I'm just going to guess. If I mispronounced it, Ashley, I'm very sorry, but I think that's how it is. Box Office Brewery on Friday night, none other than Chris Darlington. And that should be a lot of fun. Have you ever checked him out? I have heard him. Yo, yes. man, a lot of fun, right? Yes, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, yes. it should be good. And then on the 29th on Saturday is Chad C. and Timber Ridge. So uh, another uh, recognizable name there in the local area. We need to get Chad on, too, don't we, Chris, for sure. Troubadour Lounge and Park. Just up there this past weekend, how much fun was that? It was great to see Tony, and I got to see Brendan up there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, on the 29th, they have Four Against All. That's a, a Saturday night band. And they also wanted to remind everybody that uh, in out, their outdoor shows start in May. So if you haven't seen that outdoor venue they have up there, it's a lot of fun. Now, I know, Marvin, you have a little bit of a history with Mr. McCoy up there. You were friends sure with him, did. right? Yeah. yeah, long-time friend. Yeah. Yes. Cool venue too, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Have you yeah. played outside too? Oh yes, we have, and uh, he used to love to hear all of his stories that he would share with oh, you. Oh yeah, he yeah. was a legend. Uh, he definitely yes. was. He definitely was. So definitely make your way up to Troubadour if you can. Piccadilly Public House. Uh, pardon me. Friday night is famous last words, and on the 29th is Chris Harrison. Um, I was down in Piccadilly this past week for Jimmy Lee. That was a lot of fun too. The Monument on the Friday night has Tennille Towns, and on the 29th, Saturday night, the Leg Warmers. You've heard of them, right, Chris? Like the things you put on your leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're an 80s trivia band. A lot of fun, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the Paladin on the 27th is Misha Heron. We're going to have Misha on coming up real soon. And then on the 28th, uh, somebody else we need to talk to is Brian Nichols. Uh, so Thursday night and Friday night, uh, we have listed for Paladin. A P2 on Friday night is Jeremiah Prophet. And on the 29th, the alternative, pardon me, I'll say that one more time, alternative 90s. Um, I'm not sure about that, but it sounds like a lot of fun because everybody loves 90s music. Uh, Brightbox, this weekend on the 29th, they've got comedy night all night on Saturday. And then on the 30th, which is Sunday, they have Ballyhoo with the Harbor Boys. Ballyhoo is a sort of a reggae punk band that's been around for a long time so i'm sure they're a lot of fun you can go check them out comedy night's actually really fun at the bright box if you, if you guys have never been um you know they have a host uh and they usually bring somebody in that's freaking great great yeah and we've been to several shows uh, my wife and i it's just actually pretty good yeah and i guess the closeness of the venue makes it fun too you can't really get a bad seat oh, yeah, right yeah, right that helps a lot yeah backseat bar and grill they've got a pretty busy uh week too tomorrow night guys it's thursday night i know that's hard for some but none other than the Amish Outlaws are going to be at the back seat, and that's in the big center, um, I'm understanding. Have you seen them, Marvin? I have not. Oh, uh, man, we've talked about them a lot on the show. Um, they're just fabulous, and they're a lot of fun. I mean, that's the thing. They just put on a great show. So if you don't have to work Friday, or even if you're an old warrior, you know, and can get up the next morning and go, please go out and check out the Amish Outlaws tomorrow night at back seat. And on Saturday night, they have Joyride, and that's going to be inside where the regular bar is. Romas on uh, Friday night is Robbie Lyman. We want to make sure we reach out and let everybody know what Robbie's doing. West Oaks Farm Market has got a, a, a pardon me, has a group out there on Friday night called All Grassed Up and a bluegrass band, right, Chris? Yeah, I think they play some other stuff as well, but yeah, mostly bluegrass. Gotcha. Very cool. And uh, and then that's. Mainly what I got Mission Road. I got to give a shout out to Polly Coconuts. He reaches out to me all the time. They have a, they're playing a community event on Saturday night. Um, it's, I'm not sure where the community event is taking um, place at, but reach out to them. You know, on social media, the Mission Road Band, and go check them out because Polly's a, a wonderful uh, a fan of our show, and, and I'm a big fan of him. So we're going to have him on very soon. 
try to go support the Mission Road Band if you would. And Chris, I got one more if you don't mind, and I know sure. you got a shout out too. I want to give a great big shout out to Phil Zuckerman. Um, Phil and I have been uh, chatting back and forth via email, and you know, we're going to have uh, him on the show. Of course, Phil has the Rock Room, uh, where he is teaching his craft, and he is a master, by the way, uh, teaching his craft to young people uh, of Winchester, all sorts of instruments, not just a guitar, but he primarily, um, you know, that's his speciality is his guitar playing. Uh, but he wanted to reach out to me and let me know, first of all, he's going to be on the show. And then second of all, he's in charge of the Hanley High School 100-year anniversary concert series. And the very first one is going to be June the 23rd. That's a Friday night. Um, and it's going to feature none other than The Fly. And I know daggone well you remember them, Marvin. Oh, yeah. Good band. Because I do, too. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. The Good fly times. Oh, man. They, they, were, they were the thing around here for a long time. Amen to that. Um, Phil's going to have himself, of course, and Dave. Kunkel, Justin Klein, and Ian Zuckerman, uh, and they're going to put together a great show. And they all ha also have a special guest with them, The Stories We Tell. Um, but I want to make sure we give a shout-out to Phil and, um, you know, just a, a legend around here. I mean, he really is just a legend. Can't wait to have him on the show. And, guys, make sure we go out and support Hanley High School in this one-year anniversary. I'm, I'm a James Wood guy, but I'm the first to admit that's the prettiest school in the state of Virginia. And you know what? It's a great school, so just go out and support them as they celebrate 100 years. Chris, that's all I got, buddy. Awesome. Uh, yeah, just a couple things for me. On the 19th of May, it is coming up. I know we've been announcing it forever. It's the uh, Katie's Comfort House Country Music Fest, 49 Winchester, Taylor Honeycutt, and Low Water Bridge Band. Some tickets are still on sale, general admission. Great cause. Um, make sure you check that out online. You can go to Backseat's website uh, to find tickets for that. Uh, and it might not be the, the most opportune moment to do this, but I, I wanted to make sure to give a shout out for um, a local hero who passed away this week here in Winchester. And not to put a damper on anything, but, um, you know, we've had plenty on our show. Uh, we've had police officers. We've had um, firefighters. We've yeah. had servicemen. We've yeah. had all these. Um, Frederick County lost a fireman this, uh, this past Sunday yes. morning. Um, Chester Locke. I had many, many years of service to Frederick County, to the Virginia Forestry Department. Yep. Um, incredible. So, I mean, of course, you know, we can't do what we do here without uh, all the heroes, not just the, the, the ones fighting overseas. So we thank him for his service, uh, and especially the service here to Winchester, Frederick County. Man, I'm glad you did that. And absolutely right. And prayers go out to Chester's family. And we thank him and them for all of their sacrifices and service to our area here. So thank you so much. Um one more thing, I just want to give it out. Uh, each week, we're going to add a new thing. It's called the trivia question of the show, and we're going to give you the answer at the end of the uh, at the end of the show. But and we're going to do this each week. I didn't even tell Chris about this, but um, while we're having a show, I would just think about you think about it in your mind if you can figure out what the best selling song of all time would be. The best selling song of all time. Is this one you've used before? Because I, I think I got it. In my I mind. may have, but anyway, you got to think about that while we're talking to the show. In I'll the write meantime, it down. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. <laughs> Once again, man, we are so thrilled. We've got, uh, you know, another legend. And I'm just so happy to have you here, Marvin. Thank you for taking the time to make your trip down from Berkeley Springs to be with us this evening. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Brian and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start right now. What's going on with you right now? I know you have high octane. Tell us a little bit about what's happening. Yes. Um, high octane is on its 13th year right now. Um, we're putting more shows together this year. Um I've had a little setback in my health. Uh, once I had got diagnosed with liver cancer, kind of took me off the road. 
Um, I'm not able to travel a lot right now, but if I could be on the road for six months, I'd be gone. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll take what I can get right now. And um, so I got several band shows lined up for the year and, and also doing some duo shows myself and my longtime friend on banjo, Mr. Troy Stengel. Um, we can still move a high energy show. Right. And we can throw in a little blues with it there too, you know? Nice. So uh, we have several shows coming up with that, you know. And we just put out a new CD. Uh, we had our uh, debut show at the backseat on the 24th of March uh, last right. month. Yeah. So it was a good time. You had a good turnout for that. Oh, yeah. 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 They were packed in there tighter than sardines <laughs> in a can. <laughs> But, but I thank everybody that came out for it, all of our fans and friends and family. I love you all, you know, without you. And the sponsors that we have on the CD as well as our tour bus at one time. Gotcha. You know, without them, it wasn't possible, you know. Well, you need to tell Jerry, you, you got to have the event center next time then. Yeah. So you yeah. have a little more elbow room, right? <laughs> we will be at the event center on July 14th, but we'll be sharing the stage with a, a band out of Nashville called Little Texas. Oh, that's so really cool. We'll be back there on a Friday night, July the 14th. Yes. Oh, that's very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not either, but that's exciting. That might be Jerry's kept secret, so I might have just <laughs> let it out. <laughs> that's right. Like Brian says, our, our, our millions of viewers. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, so, um, Marv, you got high octane right now, but that's not where it started, right? Oh, no, no. Uh, when I was six years old, my grandfather, I experienced for the first time him playing guitar along with some others, and it just passed it to my heart and soul it's like i knew i was destined to do this and of course it comes with good and bad but it's been my foremost front of my life you know and you started on guitar oh right? yeah, yeah has, has it always been guitar always been guitar and being in a southpaw too that yeah you know i remember the old feller down at gnm music store i can't recall his name offhand uh, when I went in there at 13 years old, I, I said, uh, I want a left-handed guitar. He said, son, there's no such thing. You need to play right-handed. And it was like that was more determination to be the southpaw. What, it was, was that before Roger? Oh, well, Roger was there. He was a young lad okay, just out of school yeah. then or yeah. in school, I guess, at that time. Okay. Yeah, because that would have been like about 74, okay. summers in there. Okay. Yeah. So are you naturally left-handed? Because uh, you, you've made, um, of course, there's a lot of things out there that we're going to need to talk about in this episode. One's a book um, that says something specifically about you being a lefty. You yes. take great pride in that. Uh, oh, you, yeah. don't, you don't find many um, guitarists that are uh, very accomplished as left-handers. Um, d there's a lot to that story. Um, are you naturally left-handed or is it just oh, yeah. something that no definitely left-handed when i was in the first grade my first grade teacher used to take the ruler and smack my left hand try to keep me from writing with it oh, but wow. it's like no thank you <laughs> <laughs> so again just kept pushing forward but now i always tell everybody i fell out backwards that's why i'm left-handed you know <laughs> well, there so, you go yeah. don't you know you can make lots of money in the mlb with your left hand <laughs> i mean come on people i think he's a 90 yeah. mile an hour fastball right <laughs> that's <now>. it <laughs> But yeah, I've known you for a while, and I can tell that that still burns bright in you. When oh, I knew yeah. you back in the day, Marvin, you were all about music and stuff. So yes, once you once you started playing, you said right around the age of six. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, that's when I first uh, got the hots for the guitar. You know, right? What sort of stuff were you working on back then? Well, then it was all bluegrass because my that's my family's roots is bluegrass. 
and my grandfather was an excellent flat picker. His style was after Raleigh Puckett from Georgia. He Raleigh played with a band called Gid Tanner and the Skillet Lickers. Oh, wow. And it wasn't until I love these band names. <laughs> yeah, I <do> too. <laughs> and it wasn't until later years of my life that you know I I realized that was my grandfather's style. And it kind of goes around Doc Watson too. Right. But then when I got my first transistor radio, about 10 years old, 11 years old, I would shove it under the Pella, and I could tune in to WLS out of Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. then I could hear Bad Moon Horizon and the Guess Who and all those bands, and it's like, I'm going to play that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so over the years, uh, 25 years of playing rock, uh, my father always said I was playing devil music, and I was in the devil houses, you know? <laughs> He, he did not stray far from bluegrass and old country, you know. Yeah. We've talked a lot about uh, people learning rock um, back in the, the 60s, 70s, uh, and how you did that and how you do it off of vinyl and slow the vinyl mm. down. It'd be say there's a trick to it. Um, but did you ever have an instructor, or was it just all just out no, of your head? No, most, most of it I self-taught. Um, I did have a few school friends in the eighth grade that – we would spend Friday nights together and um, and trade licks back and forth and learn songs and stuff. But I remember getting one of those Mel Bay guitar books, you know, and oh, it's yeah. like, eh, you know. But basically back to the record player, uh, moving the needle back and forth, back and forth. You know, it just made it tough. It's not like today. Oh, everybody's got the YouTube. You can learn anything on there you want, you know. Guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I can be there now too. Guilty. It, exactly. I don't know though. I, I we've talked before. I just feel like that makes such a um, a more a, a better rounded musician that yeah. somebody who has taught themselves from the beginning, who has had nothing but the instrument and just something to listen to. Um, myself, I'm a visual learner. Um, you know, you you can learn from hearing things. Uh, somebody yes. could tell you something, yes. and, and it's same deal. Uh, I just not wired that way, but it, I, I just feel that it, it, it makes you such um, in tune with your instrument even yes. more. Just yes. just to be able to know, you know, maybe to not have known at one point, but now you do, and you know how you got to that point. Right, right. I, it took a lot longer though to learn. Uh, what most people today can learn in a few years, you know, right, it would take right, me a decade right. to learn, you know. What sort of what sort of influences did you have then? Did you have um, some favorites? Well, once once I got past a uh, uh, playing bluegrass with the family, uh, yeah, then my favorites, um, Johnny Winter. Right, know, right. I still uh, really like him probably as a blues player, one of the best out there in my book, you know. There's sure. there's hundreds, but he, you know, ranks at top for me. But then, you know, like I had mentioned the Guess Who, uh, awesome band. Um, and then, of course, Skinner. I, yeah, I did yeah. love my Southern Rock, Molly Hatchet Boys. You know, we got to, when I hit the Blackhawk band, we got to play a, a night on stage with those guys, share the stage, wow, you know, and, yeah. and now every one of those members are gone, you know, right, they're, they're gone. Just recently, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I definitely love ZZ Top, the old ZZ Top. Sure. Billy Gibbons, you know, he was at his best, I think, in the blues back in the early, uh, late 60s, early 70s, you know, up to about Fidango. Right, you know? right. So, do you... 
Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I was just saying, hey, real quick, I was, I'm jealous of all this music history you guys have. <laughs> I have none of this stuff. Yes, you do. It'll, it'll come. 90s music? Really? It'll come. All right. One of these days, Slow, you'll sit around as old slowly. guys like we are and go, I remember all this. But anyway, Mark, what I was going to get at. So remember what you were doing back in those days with Blackhawk, and that's what I got to know oh, yeah. you. It was, yeah. it was back yeah. in that day. And then think about now. Now I know you're doing different genre of music, but you sort of know or have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. Do you see a similarity in like sort of a boom, like people bands around? Was it is it more now than it was then? Was it harder to find a place back then to play? Um, Do you know what made it harder back then to find venues to play. Uh, was you didn't have internet then, see, in the early 90s. Right. It was just still, com- you know, it was slow coming around, you know, where now you can find all kinds of venues. So I think there is a bigger boom today, or we see it more, you know. And I remember, uh, I share this, in 93, I was sitting on stage in Daytona, Florida, and a band from 69 out of Frederick, Maryland was there as well. And... Uh, and we were talking that night, way early hours of the morning. And he told me one time, and he says, you know, he said, there's only two ways to play your music. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, he says, well, you can, you can play in the circle around your town and just wear everybody out in all those venues. And everybody knows what you're going to play because they hear you all the time. Or he says, you break that circle and take it out. So I did a little bit of that with Blackhawk. But when I formed the High Octane Bluegrass Band in 2010, we were on the road. It's like I did. I only wanted to play like locally here, maybe three three shows a year. That's about it. The rest of the time, I want to be in Carolina, Georgia, New York, Kentucky, wherever you know. Oh, wow. Because if we only go back there once a year, then as a band, we can play the same material over and over. And you won't remember what we played last year when we come back a year later. Yeah, good, so, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, and you'll be just as tight. You'll be yeah. tighter. Yeah, oh be yeah. Tighter. Yeah, you can close your eyes and play them. <laughs> exactly. So you've been to, you've been as far south as Daytona. What's the farthest north you've been? Uh, New York, upstate New York. Wow, oh, wow. And that so that's just recently though. You said twenty ten is when yes. full octane started. Yes, that's when we started. But did you travel before that? Uh, no, I was playing at that time. Uh, I was playing with a, an old timer band. I I call them old timers. Most of them are gone now. But I learned a lot from those guys, too. Uh, they were called the Green Ridge Mountain Boys. So we played a lot around Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was it was a good learning experience about the bluegrass, you know. Right, right. Because you, you got to hear all their stories of what they did at, you know, my age at that time, you know. Yeah, and I, I think when we were on with Golder O'Neill, he's played jazz all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the difference in jazz all over the world. Eh, not too much. I mean, it's an American influence, but perhaps one of the more American influences bluegrass, right? Yes, absolutely. And state to state. Um, and you can probably attest to this. It can be just 
miles different from each a- other. Absolutely. What really? kind of differences did you see um, you know, between them? In, in some of the musicians that I played around in Pennsylvania, they like to use a few more minors in, in their songs and the uh, progression of the songs. Or like Kentucky and, and um, let's say South Carolina, North Carolina, they don't do that, you know. And West Virginia can be more fiddle type music, you know. Right. Um, and then, you know, then some of the states, you know, you can get into more claw hammer banjo. Right. But we right. just flat, just burn it up, you know. I mean, we're going to make you toe tap bounce across the room. You're not going <laughs> to go to sleep, you know. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> that's one thing that's interesting about bluegrass to me is that um, as a guitar player uh, and and as somebody who's tried flat picking and am not good at it at all, that's because I don't practice enough. I'll be the first to admit. But holy cow, some of these songs are at you know two twenty, two thirty clicks, and I mean you're, yeah. you're screaming through these songs. Absolutely, it's got to take a long time, and especially as a band to get tight doing that. So you know, while some people can say, well, yeah, you know, you go to one place once a year and you play the same songs, that's that doesn't sound very fun. But when you realize how technical some of these things are that you play, yeah, absolutely. it's wild, right? Right, right. And when you're doing between like 80 to 100 shows a year, you know, you, you play those songs over and over. We never rehearsed. If we learned anything, most time it was right before the show or on the bus, you know, on our downtime. Right. But, um, but yeah, and also, too, what I, I had learned, too, was like I thought when I came out of 25 years of rock and roll and I was stepping back into the roots of my bluegrass, I thought I could take all of that knowledge and throw it to the bluegrass. Nah, <laughs> that don't work. <laughs> Two different styles of playing guitar, you right, know? Right, it's like yeah. flat picking is nothing like rock and roll playing. Sure, sure. You know? Well, that, that's a little bit about what my question's going to go to, Marvin. Uh, you know, similarly, I was born and raised on country music, not so much yeah. bluegrass, but yep. country music. And when I got my taste of rock and roll like you did, you know, in the seventies, I never looked back. I mean, yeah. I, I still appreciate country music. I have some artists that I like, but it's, I'm not a country music fan. I'll be the first to admit you, however, started out your roots in bluegrass, mm-hmm. did a bunch of years in rock. And then all of a sudden you found your roots again. What was your thought process as you transitioned from rock back into bluegrass well one thing that when i went to bluegrass one of the reasons was um even though i was only 13 years younger than i am now um i knew i couldn't handle the nightlife that rock brought it's a much harder life you know as you know you know half time you're not coming into 5 30 in the morning you know and it's like yeah it makes it hard so with the bluegrass most of our shows they're over by nine o'clock, you know. If right. it's a late one, it's ten o'clock, you know. That's my kind so, of show. Yeah, so it's you know, you, you don't, you know. In other yeah. words, you're not out all hours, you I know. Didn't think about that, but so yeah, I get so it. that yeah. is like you know, like the number one reason for it, you know. Um, and I kind of like, um, I had just before my father passed, uh, I was able to go back to my roots, so it made him very happy, you okay, know. Yeah. And it's kind of like what I wanted to do at that time, you know. And and I still love my, I still love my rock and roll and my blues music, you know. And in 2019, I put out a, a blues CD, and of course we got to do a couple shows, but then the pandemic shut everything down for the following year. Right. So I do have a couple of blues shows for this year, you know. I, 
I know that you know you and I, you and I have known each other for lots of different reasons. You ran yep. sound for a band of mine for a while. Absolutely, we did a few shows, and, and thank God we had you there because you were the best part of the show. Uh, no, you guys were. <laughs> but having said that, um, you've been on all sides of it. You've been an artist. You've been a sound person. You you know, and you've recorded. Um, recording between those days and now is light years difference, isn't it? Oh yeah, big difference. You know. You, How's that experience for you now? Um, the digital, uh, you're you're able to fine tune your song so much more than you could at analog. You know, I mean, like like I remember uh, the Blackhawk when we rolled into Falls Church to record that in '92. Um, you know, it's basically just everybody was there, and it's kind of a one take deal. You know, it's right. like you had to be on your money. You know, to to make it happen. Or now, you know, as you all know, that you can go in the studio and lay your tracks down, and then you can all go back and put whatever you want into it right. and do things like that. Shoot, you don't even have to be good in some <laughs> studios, yeah. right? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you can make it up yeah. on the computer. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, with, with uh, this artificial intelligence stuff coming out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, but... There's nothing like that human element of somebody just oh, being so absolutely. good, and you can't hide that in bluegrass. That's yes. what I. That's what I appreciate most about bluegrass is that, you know, you stand, you have four or five people standing around a condenser microphone. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you don't get much feedback, and right. uh, you know, you're doing the mixing in person. That's right. You, you don't have yes. a sound guy. Right. It's, that's right. It's either up right. or down. Yes. And the distance from the mic and the instruments and the angle of the instruments yes. and everything matters. That, I just it, think that's just such a cool extra dynamic of bluegrass that yes, it has. It, it sure does. And on our live shows, we, we have two center mics and we work in and out of it. And that just makes it more entertaining, too, instead of being lined up across the stage with everybody on a mic, you know. Right, right. So you have to be on your toes a little more, but it moves the show good. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Every genre of music has fans that are feverish, and I think Bluegrass Absolutely. has a hardcore feverish fan yes. fan base, and and they're loyal to you, right? Well, they they are. We we have a great fan base and a large one. Um, and I always tell everybody we're about as hillbilly as you can get, you know? <laughs> so if, if you're coming to hear polished harmonies and all that, don't come see us, you know, but we'll give you what we got. And, uh, I remember Jimmy Martin on stage one night, he said, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, labeled as the king of bluegrass. And, uh, he, he made a, a statement one night and he says, if you don't like us, just take your ass down the road. He said, we got fans that love us, you know? So that's kind of my motto, too. Yeah. And we have a lot of people love us, you know? Man, and, it's good. And you could tell that when you go to a show. Um, yes. If, if y'all are killing it, there's going to be somebody in the audience that's just eating it up. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's that energy. It, I, I do love that energy. Uh, and the first thing that came to mind was, was crick picking. And I don't know if you've been to a crick picking yes, down yes. in Star Terry, yes. uh, Virginia. Been there a few times, yes, we've been there. Just an incredible atmosphere. Yep. Just, the night sky, you got bluegrass, yeah. just all your friends. Um, man, there's just nothing really that feels better than that on a summer night, right? Amen to that, yes. So we talked before the show, Marvin, a little bit. And again, similarities between bluegrass bands and rock bands is a transient group. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have members for a while and then inevitably somebody will find a reason not to be in your group anymore. Uh, yes, Same way with bluegrass. Yes. Yes. But, um, you know, when you, when you experience that changing of the guards and everything, is it, it, 
are, you know, like, is it tough to learn one, one person's playing style and then suddenly you have to replace them? Is that, is that um, a tough thing to get over sometimes? It is. And, but usually what happens is like, uh, for one, it is a revolving door. Every band is. And, uh, so we have it in bluegrass too, but when a new player comes on, it always changes the dynamic in your sound a little bit. But they come to learn you, your style, your way of doing it. And when they come and then try to change it, that makes friction and right. it doesn't work, you know. Right. Gotcha. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it just seems like if you have a band, inevitably it's going to change. Oh, yes and, yes. and I admire these ones that make it years and years because it's pretty rare. Oh, yeah, that's sure. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about this a little bit if it's okay. I know you mentioned at the top of the show that you had gone through some health changes in your yes, life. And, sure uh, I think it started with some heart issues and then yes. it evolved into yep. to your cancer issues. Right. Um, you know, are you drawing on these experiences for inspiration and in what you're doing as far as playing is concerned? Do you, do you, um, a- absolutely. I, I am now, I, I have told many folks over the years that I would always make a statement, say, uh, I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't have my music, you know? Right. And then when I got slammed with this liver cancer and went through eight rounds, of whole body chemo that damn near killed me. Um, it's like, you know, it's like now I realize music wasn't that important. My health is more important now than the music uh, because if I don't have my health, I can't play my music, you know. Right. So um, I after I exp- got through the eight rounds of chemo, I was able to go to WVU in Morgantown and, and have a pump implanted in me that delivered the next 15 rounds of chemo straight to my liver. But wow. they just ceased that four weeks ago, and now I've got to have three in and out surgeries of where they're going to implant thousands of radiation seeds into my liver. Shoo. And the hardest part of it all is when the doctors they sit there and tell you, "There's no cure for you. You know, it's inoperable, and all we're doing is extending your life." So I always tell them, "Well, I'm keeping the faith and praying that God will heal me." Yes, and He's kept me here this long, and. He has a plan for all of us, and I'll be here as long as he keeps me here. And if I can, I'm going to push that music far and hard as I can. Folks, I want want everybody out there to rewind what you just heard from Marvin and compare that to your own life. This man is going through stuff that not a lot of people experience, very few people experience. And he understands God's in control. And he also understands how important music is. Thank you, Marvin, for saying that. Amen to that. Yes. I appreciate that. Well, and how many more people can you touch with your music? Mm. At that. You, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, exactly. It's just every day that you're still going is, is just another opportunity yes. to be able to do that. So and that's you look great. I mean, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> I mean, my days vary. Some days are a struggle more than others, you know. And another thing, too, um, from the fans that I have made over the, the time of my life of playing music, um, when I got diagnosed and, and still going through this, I have had so many come to visit me at my home, you know, and as long as with family and friends too, you know, but it's amazing how some of these fans you'd only see once a year, but when you got done the show, they would sit down and eat at your table with you and then you become friends with them. Right. So I've had them come far and wide on that to see me, you know, and it's great, you know, that's incredible. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's some of the, the, a lot of people you hear of, of making friendships and, um, you know, just relationships out of music. It's not really about the music. It's about the people you're doing it with. Yes, yes. Um, 
but man, that that's that's one of the key things. And I think that somebody like you, who's had uh, a music background since uh, practically the day you were born, um, yes, you know, yep. you said six years old when you were yep. playing. You have so many stories to tell. Yes, a you bunch got of them. you have so many experiences. Um, yeah. And when I sat down tonight, you showed me this book um, that you've started to put together of your. I I would assume it's your life story. Yes, I haven't read it, it yet. It is. Yes. Tell us about that book and what led to that. Well. Um, when I got diagnosed uh, going through my health problems, um, I had a lot of fans reach out to me and tell me how I have been, my music has been an inspiration to their lives. And over the years, I've had a lot of folks when I would tell them some crazy story that happened on the road, they's like, you should write a book, you know, you should write a book. So, so in my downtime, two years ago, I started writing and a great friend of mine in the Edinburgh Maud. She was my editor, and I finished writing in July last year and turned it over to her. And so we just got all the books in last week, and they'll be available to the world here in about 10 days, you know. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So, covers a lot of stories, you know. Wow. Well, good, good ones, bad ones, you know, and funny this, ones. This is a book that you wrote. Yes. Um, I'm assuming maybe somebody edited it. Who, who put it out for you? Is it a publisher that... Put it together, or did you yes, do it yourself? Well, well, we used Book Baby to do the publishing of the book. Okay, you know, nice, but okay. my editor was Maud, uh, a great a, friend right. and a good fan too. So that's so cool. Are you, you know, what I'm going to ask you, Marvin. Yes, you know, sir. you know what I'm going to ask you. Okay, well, you got to share a story. <laughs> you got to pick out one out of your mind and share a story, uh, a funny one, or whatever. Well, um, I could uh, share this one to you. Um, we we were in Kentucky one night playing a show there, and the venue owner, you know. He had promised us a motel room, okay? So we got done at 1 o'clock. We're still waiting, you know, for him to get done in the venue to, to tell us what motel room he's sending us to. So then he comes to me and he says, hey, we're going to stay out at my aunt's house, you know? And I said, oh, okay. So we're driving way out in this country back road, you know, in Kentucky, and we come to this big black gate and he sticks his card in. We go into this place and it looks like the Adams family mansion, <laughs> you know? And it's like, Oh, okay. So we get up on the porch and he's, Oh, I'll run around back and come in the back door, you know? So he finally comes in and he opens this door up and here's this portrait of this lady about eight foot tall, eight foot wide, hanging on the wall, cobwebs all over the place. You oh, know? wow. Okay. Oh yeah. So, so anyway, so, my bass player and banjo young feller they they take the front bedroom and and also too he said now we're no hurry to leave in the morning okay i said okay so they took the first two beds and i got the down the hallway the second room it has a twin bed in it and of course there's no bathroom water all all the water's been cut off you know so when i pull the sh covers back on this bed here's this humongous pink spot stain red stain in the bed <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, crap you know? oh my so i pulled the covers up you know and, I, and it's like i tried not to sleep the rest of the morning you know and i could look out through the hallway and you could see the tree limbs silhouetting on the 
wall, you know, moving back and forth. And um, and what really like made it creepy was just that week on the news before we got into Kentucky, there was a farm in New York that was hiring farm workers. But when they hired them, they would hunt them down and kill them. You oh know? my god! So one guy got one guy got over the fence and he busted the whole operation. You know, so all that's going through my head is like, oh, this is creepy. You know, <laughs> yeah. so so that morning that I heard his phone ring and he come down the hallway and he beat on my door and he says, we got 15 minutes to be out of here, and so we got out of there, you know, because we had a show that evening up in Bristol, Tennessee. But I, to this day, I think we wasn't supposed to be in this yeah, house. It sounds like it. Yeah, that's a crazy <laughs> so, one. So that was one of the ventures there from the road, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So cool story. Yeah. What, what, what do you call the name of the book? Um, the book is under my name. And it's called My Musical Journey. Okay. Uh, a Lefty's Passion. You know? a Lefty's Passion. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, that that kind of is what made me think that you're super proud of the the lefty guitar playing. Yes, uh, I think it's super cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. You might be the first one I know that plays goofy. I play. I call it goofy. What you? What did you call it? Uh, well, I call it upside down. You know. Oh, can, now can I, you play a right-handed guitar upside no, down? No, no, I don't do anything right-handed. Yeah. I think we had somebody on the John show. John Simmons. Yeah, I always tell that story. Do you know John at all? Oh, uh, I know the name. I don't think he, I know him he's personally. Been in, he's been in a lot of bands over the years. Okay. A good friend of mine. But uh, yeah, I told the story literally to save himself from taking his bass to school every day. He would play the one at school. It was right-handed. He'd oh, flip wow. it upside down and backwards and play it. Oh, wow. And can still do it. Oh, man. So Yikes. I always think of the three, my three left-handed heroes now are Paul McCartney, John yes. Simmons, and, yes. and Mark <laughs> Ashby. So there you are. Well, thank you. That's a, that's a pretty good list to be on. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your music that's out there um, through Route 9, uh, yes. right? You say you have eight albums out. Is that right? Yeah, we have eight CDs out. Um and working on another one here in about three months. It's going to be a compilation CD of just instrumentals of our bluegrass songs. Okay. It'll be songs taken from the first six. Nice. So I uh, hope to get that out sometime about midsummer. Uh, but yeah, uh, when, as you know, when you first put a, a CD out, uh, you got to have a record label. So my bass player, Beardy, he decided uh, Route 9 Records was a good one since I live up off of Route 9. And so that kind of stuck. So another good friend of mine a couple of years ago uh, created the website for me, uh, Route9Records.com. And it's a one-stop shop I wanted for our music, my music to be on, you know. So if, you, if I gave you a card, you'd see all my music there instead of me giving you individual links to all the Amazon and all the right, other outlets, right. wow, cool. you know. So I'm in the process now uh, updating the website and all my merchandise is going to be on there. Everything from coffee cups to, you know, the, the guitar picks, the pictures, the t-shirts, everything's going to be on there will be available to everybody. Very cool. I found Marv's bio. You did. Where did you find it? It's on Route9Records.com. There, ah, there we are. We yeah. couldn't find it earlier. That's, that's the cool. That's the number nine. By the way, you have some awesome pictures well, floating around you. the internet. I had a yes. hard time when I posted today about the, the podcast tonight. Um, I had a hard time deciding. <laughs> and there's oh a gentleman by the name of Bob Blair, right? Oh, yeah. 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 He, Bob's one of a kind. He's he great is. And, and his wife. And I'm yes, forgetting D, her. Yes. D, that's it. I could not think of her yes. name. Thank you. Just saw him this past weekend oh, at you? the Scorpions. Oh, okay, band. cool. I walked over to him and I said, "You know, 
Y'all's work is phenomenal. It has been for so long. Yes. And I said, I'd love to have you on the show. And he's yeah, like, well, I'm not sure you want us on the show. But I got to chat with him. I'd love to have him on the show, by the way. Yeah, Mr. that Mr. would be Blair. great. Yes. But they do. They, they Their work is fantastic. It's so good. And he's a big promoter of local music. Yes, he is. He's just like we always are. always at yep. our shows. And, um, and, and he also, in 2017... Uh, nominate, nominated me to be on his Men of Rock poster. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know that I was really grateful and humble for that. You yeah, know? it's like I, some folks would ask me like, "How'd you get on there?" I said, "You had to play guitar for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while." Yeah, it took a while. All right, Marv. There's a lot about you, man. Um, everything from your beginnings to um, the the bluegrass to the rock. To back to the bluegrass, you're running a sound company. I mean, what? There's got to be something that we missed. There's got to be a big chunk of your life that we missed. I mean, um, you wrote a book. You've done so much. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't sound like you're slowing down at all. Well, I don't want to slow down. It's yeah. like now with, with what's going on, I like to push it as far as I can and harder too. But, right. you know, but it's still. I mean, it's all in the mind to do that, but you know, but I'm glad to do what I'm doing right now. So, you know, blessed. So, absolutely. What about yeah. upcoming shows? Do, what what um, do you have to promote? I, I haven't scheduled anything for May because of these procedures I have to go through yet. Uh, in June, um, the band High Octane will be at the Berryville Farmers Market on uh, June the 10th, and then uh, on the 14th. Myself and Troy, as a duo, will be at the Crick Picking and Star Tandem. Very cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, let's see, I know there's another one there in June. I didn't bring my calendar That's with okay. me. That's but right. Anyway, and then, like, say, be there backseat in July the 14th. And August, uh, the Blues Army that I have will be at the Little Sturgis in Little Orleans. Oh, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. So That's a good time. That'll be a wild time, a good time, <laughs> you know. So always looking forward to that. And we used to do uh, uh, three nights of bluegrass there uh, a few years back, too, you know, yeah, really. one time. Yeah. That's, it went over good, too. That's something if you've never seen it. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's little just sur- a good little Sturgis. Little Sturgis. Little Sturgis. Yeah. Sturgis, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, you headed out 68 on the way to. Cumberland, Maryland. It's, yes. uh, it's out there at, um, help me, I've forgotten the name of the little burg right there. Oh, well, it's Little Orleans. Little Orleans. Yeah, That's little right. Orleans. I think of, yeah, yes. Little Orleans. Little yeah, Orleans. Yeah. Easy to find. I got a big yep. campground back there, and it's uh, it's quite a turnout of Harley Davidson. Yes, That's yes. For sure. a, lo- yeah. lot of, lot of good folks. Yeah. Well, Marv, thanks yes, for coming I'm, out, man. Sure. Thanks there's, for having um, me. You know, man, there's so many stories that obviously we haven't touched. Your book is coming out. You said it's live in 10 days? Yeah. Yeah. In about 10 days, uh, I'll start the advertising. On Where can it, we know. get it at? Um, you'll be able to get it off Route9Records.com. And then should be able to, by then it should be on Amazon as well. Okay. And all the book networks. And uh-huh. then, you know, you can anybody can reach out to me. And also, too, I have my own museum at home. So, And I always put this out. Everyone's welcome to come to visit. Do you, you know? really have a museum? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? It covers... The whole life of my time. So wow, and and my guitars and vintage so do you seventy want to amps. And go on the road. Yeah, yes, there you go. yes, we are. I'm going to get my copy, and then I'm coming up to get you signed. <laughs> there I was going to say, how much yes. are you charging for signatures? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least a dollar. You know, dollar <laughs> fifty. You got, you got, <laughs> right, you got to pay deal. the taxes. That's a deal. Yeah. Oh man. 
Well, like, and, and for anybody that was wondering, that's route number nine records.com. Yes. So route nine records. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, you know, Marvin, you're an inspiration, pal. Well, thank you. You really are. Thanks, and I hope people gather that tonight as they listen to your story if they've never met you before. Um, and so I just cannot say enough about you being here and thank you so much. And we wish you the absolute best. Well, thank you. You got to come back though sometime, yes, right? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I hope thank so. you too, I hope Chris. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're wrapping up episode 43. Um, and, and Marv, we hope that we can travel up to your museum. Amen we'll, to that. We'll, That'd we'll, be great. We, we will do a, uh, episode, whatever. I'm starting planning now. There you go. Yeah, we'll start we planning right now. Yeah. That'd be fun for sure. Man, don't forget everybody to reach out uh, to us with any questions you have at musicianscafe1 at, at gmail.com. Uh, the feedback has been great. Numbers have been great. Also, Chris Mann's the Facebook page uh, does a great job with that. So you know, make sure you like us on Facebook and, and let us know if you've, uh, if you've got any comments on, on what we've been doing or whatever. Please let us know so we can make the show better. And as I mentioned, we started something new, a trivia question of the show. At the beginning of, the, of, of it, I asked everybody, what's the best-selling song of all time according to wiki and billboard music i can't read that is it the macarena it is not that's actually Shoot. the number one song with a girl's name in the title that's that was your it. next week's yeah. question wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the best selling the best selling song of all time and you're gonna kick yourself oh, if you, yeah you know, I, I'm, you. I'm lost on that i'm i wouldn't wouldn't know. <laughs> you're like hey jude it's got to be a beatles song uh, beatles no. or michael jackson maybe no, no. it's it, it's Irving Berlin's White Christmas, sung by Bing oh, Crosby. Okay, yeah. Yeah, how Classic, cool is that, right? Yes. Like 50 million copies of it have wow. been sold to this point. It's something, some ridiculous number like wow. that. Yeah. So anyway, kind of fun, right? Good one. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we're going to do that from now on anyway. But uh, folks, again, thank you so much for joining us, Marvin. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. being here. Thank Chris. You. Dude, I say it every week. I literally could not do this without you. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, real quick, I want to give you guys the rundown for May, though, before we go, because this is the last episode of April. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe we're getting into the summer already. Uh, we got, in May, we got Misha Heron. She's on first. Penelope Lila. Steve Narangis. It's the first for somebody of his kind, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Crosswinds Band. And then uh, Kenny Brown's going to be on to tell us about the Cannon Fire Music Festival yeah. up in Maryland. So, Guys, we have May just booked solid. June is pretty much done. Yep. So um, y'all keep reaching out to us. Really appreciate looking forward you. to it. Yeah, we do definitely appreciate you very much. Don't forget everybody to wish Chris a happy birthday, too. It's going to be his 30th this Sunday, so don't forget. You can forget. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep telling you all week. Folks, once again, we appreciate you uh, listening to the Musicians Cafe. We wish you the best all week. Have a great one. Don't forget, no lounging in the left lane. You know exactly who I'm talking about. And until we meet again, peace.